So Amin, we just wrapped up a wonderful interview and you're telling me you, you're you from Morocco and you play grassroots and academy football as a youth in Morocco. Then you traveled all the way to Spain and played at the highest level, academy levels at FC Barcelona and places like that. Then you came to the States and you played at a high level in the States. And now you're coaching, um, you've coached at the highest club levels in the States, academy levels, and now you're coaching college. Man, you have a, a wonderful background. This has been a great interview, by the way. So my last question is, what are some of the biggest differences you've noticed from youth soccer in Morocco, Spain, the U.S., and all your other travels? Yes, uh, I will say, I talk about the difference. I will say there is, there is some common things between Morocco and Spain, and there is some common things between USA and Spain. Uh, I will say, like, when I say Spain, I say Europe, because Europe, they all, like, following things together and, and stuff like that. In Morocco, I in Spain, I can say, like, there is a lot of challenge and a lot of people. Uh, I mean, like, in the tryout, there is a lot of players showing up at the tryout, a lot, a lot, a lot of players. And the mentality of, of the players and the mentality of the parents, uh, most of them are, are thinking competitively. Uh, most of them, it's not, it's not like USA when people like uh, pay to play, you know, stuff, stuff like that. And there's some co common, common things between Spain and USA uh, from the academic side. Uh, like, like uh, I work at Red Bulls and and uh, FC Barcelona Academy at that time in New York Red Bull right now. There is not, there is not a big difference uh, between like the facility, you know. Uh, the the method of training and and the coaches and and all that stuff there is no difference I, I think so uh, the facilities and the coaches and the mythology in in, in USA and Spain are I think are, are the same and and both of both of them are high level and I think in, in Morocco and Spain the the players are are high level and and, and challenged more and and competitive more about about their about their future. Yeah, so I did a podcast where I, I do a whole series of podcasts where I try to juxtapose U.S. soccer to other parts of the world. And this is based on my limited research, talking to people, interviewing you guys. So I always tell my listeners, take it as a great, with a grain of salt. But I've actually said one of the biggest advantages of soccer in the States is you can, there are many, many levels that a player can enter into regardless of their drive or motivation to play competitive soccer. So they can play at a level that works for them. But one of the disadvantages of U.S. soccer is there's many levels and players can play at a level that works for them. So in other words, if, uh, you know, I lived in England, if you are an academy, aspiring to be an academy player in England, you would find it very weird to be on a team where others aren't don't share those same common aspirations. So in the States, it's not uncommon if you talk to 12 parents, each one of them is going to have a slightly different reason why their child is in this particular program. Where in Arsenal Academy, I'm using that as a random example, if you talk to 10 parents in the academy or, or players, everybody has pretty much the same reason. Get signed, go to the first team, period. It's just not, that's it. Yeah. Correct. Everything else is a, is a close second. Yeah. We want to enjoy our football. Yeah. Uh, they're kids. But at the end of the day, 
if we if that's what we want to do, we're just going to play grassroots. So underlying all that is pay to play. So now pay to play adds another layer of complexity to our already complex system. Because like I said in a podcast, no one is going to invest time in a child who doesn't have pro potential, pro aspirations, pro grit, all that other stuff for free or invest in them because that's just not, they're investing in people and they're taking a flyer trying to invest in people who they think maybe a very small percentage of those players will get signed. I found that to be a very uh, shocking difference. And what do you think? Yes, for sure. Uh, ju just just what I just mentioned to you, like about, about the parent mentality and that, that affect the players too. And I mean, if affect their kids, uh, change their mentality too. I mean, you give good example about Arsenal and, and I'm talking like all Europe, like that. The players, they all fight to be in the in the academy. They all fight to be to go to the first team. And there is some players are okay. That that's the thing I'm talking about here in the USA. There is some players are okay, but in Europe, they fight for for themselves to be good or the best to go to the first team or to the academy. Here, there is some players are okay, but they say in their comfort zone. Their parents pay for them for some clubs, and they say like in playing VPSL, whatever league. Uh, like competitive league, club league. So in this say at that, at that zone, they don't fight to to compete, to be better. To I mean, because you, you are not gonna burn the best. You're gonna be the best from the from six years old or eight years old or ten. Uh, example: Sergio Roberto, who was in FC Barcelona academy uh, at 14 years old, they kick him out from the academy. He back at 16 years old. Then he was like playing at, at the bench. He always at the bench. He never starts. He never starts at all. And there was some some players are super challenged. And when Guardiola come, he bring he brings Sergio Roberto, Roberto from the U19 team to the first team. And he said, this guy, he's going to be wow. So, yeah, just, I mean, players over there, they keep trying and waiting for their chance. But players over here, they go for, for, Pay club and they, they they have fun and you know and as you mentioned like a lot of the parents have different reasons there is some some parents I know some players here in the stage are good they can be something in the future but their mentality and their parents mentality is just about fun and playing time you know and taking pictures and stuff like that and you know they are not pushing them to be pro one day or stuff like that, that that's that's the make that's the big difference yeah, and I and I always add the caveat to say they're pros and cons. I lived in England a long time. You have 16, 17-year-olds who only know football. And then when yeah. they leave, I mean, when they get cut, they can't assimilate back into a normal life. So there are pros and cons there, right? But soccer is the obviously the most popular sport in the world. It's ubiquitous. So it's very difficult to compete. When you not when you don't have that level of commitment from a cultural expectation perspective, not getting into anyone's individual work ethic, because a lot of times people probably think they're doing the best they can. But it's not until you see another culture that you understand, wow, there's layers to this. Yeah. So let me end with this last uh, clarification, clarifying question. Now, I know it's a totally different sport. I know a lot of things are changing, but I'm going to use this as an extreme example. OK. 
if I were to uh, go to London and watch the equivalent of 13-year-old AAU basketball player. So if I went to America, say I'm in North Carolina, basketball is king, right? And I saw the equivalent of 13-year-old basketball players in the top AAU programs. And then I went to London and I saw their equivalent of top 13-year-old basketball players. It would be clear to me the divide from a skill, basketball IQ, everything would just be, it would be so clear to me. Now, obviously the physical piece as well, but that's going to be a little different with soccer, obviously. The coaching, everything, it's just going to be so different. I'm going to know it immediately. But how is it if I were to go from uh, my son happens to be 2010. If I went, if I was looking at the 2010 top Red Bull team, and again we're talking in general, so we're not shading anybody. We're talking in general, and I went and saw the top Barcelona 2010, 2009, whatever team. What am I gonna? What what is anything gonna stick out to me? So, so you're comparing now the Red Bull team and the Barcelona team 2010, right? And, yeah, and I'm not, and I'm saying yeah. Red Bull, but in that sort of, I'm yeah, just using that because that's where you were at. But I, yeah. but I want to be clear, I'm not talking specifically about these specific kids. I'm talking in general about the level of play. I mean, in 2010, Red Bull, they were trying to make people love soccer. I mean, and Barcelona, people there already loving soccer. I mean... They, they, they love it so much and and read about 2010 uh their idea was to to build a generation of of people that who, who love soccer and uh, and uh, so i mean their parents will will give us like kids right now in 2022 2023 then they can come to the tryout that was what my my technical director was telling me about 2010 2008 they were trying to do some things like that and Barcelona is a culture. Soccer there is a culture, and and Barcelona is, of course, is a high level. Uh, 2010 and 2009, Barcelona the best team I think in the world. At that, I mean, with their generation of 2009, Messi and Guardiola. So let me go into the weeds. Would I see them dribbling better, better mm-hmm. ball control, better decisions, switching the field faster, mm-hmm. or what would I see to the best of your ability? What would I see? Uh, which is, I mean. You can see if you talk about Barcelona, you can see a very talented players. You can see real soccer, you know. Uh, I mean, you can see the best of the best players and the players coming from the best academy and coming from the best culture of soccer. So that's what I'm going to see, you know. I see super challenge. All right. And I'm going to ask you one more, and we're going to go with this. One more hypothetical on this that you may or may not be able to answer. If I plucked the best kid that you've seen in those academies that you've been in in the States, and just pluck them out and put them in Barcelona. Would you think he would be able to adapt and fit in? Is the gap so wide that it would take it would take Barcelona a lot of time to get him up to speed? No, I, I'll answer the question, but I'll answer by a different way. If that kid go at eight years old, seven years old, there will be no difference. I mean, he if he'll write the challenge. So to, to play here in Red Bull, you gotta be challenged, you gotta be super challenged. But the academy years. That's make the difference. But if you took him like at 22 years old, at 23 years old, I don't think he can make it at the first team at all. I don't think he. I don't think he can make it. Maybe at the, at the second team, U23 team, because Barcelona at that at that time they were like very super challenge. But what if you took him at like you take my son? I'm using him as a random mm-hmm. person. 
I'm saying not not my son because I not be may not be a good example. But I'm saying you take one of the best kids that you've seen in your Red Bull in, environment and you just pluck them at at 13 years old into the Barcelona's 13 year old team. Is that enough time for him to you know based on skill that you've seen to be able to be a good footballer or is that too late from what you've seen? I say, I say okay time. Yeah, I think it's an okay time uh, to 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 develop with Barcelona style of play and to develop in the real academy, you know, and get the mentality of FC Barcelona. I think it's it's okay time. But I will say the best time maybe at nine years. I mean, at ten years old, eleven years old. So uh, yeah. Okay. So guys, we just wrapped up another edition of the Inside Scoop where we're talking about Mar- uh, where we're talking about Morocco. We're talking about Spain. And we're going to dig into the U.S. as well. Enjoy the full interview on the podcast. I'm Neil Crawford. I'm your host. And I'm sitting down with Coach Amin, former former player, former um, academy player, uh, has pretty much done everything. And I look forward to guys asking questions. And then he's going to join the Facebook group, and he can dialogue with you if you have some specific questions. And if you're going to be in the Virginia area, hey, look him up. He's there uh, coaching college. Guys, let's get better together.